0: Taterskin and the Eco-Defenders, Book 1, Wonders Never Ch- Cease, Chapter 33. The trip from India to our destination in Africa took Albert and me and the rest of the animals across northern India and the Arabian Sea before crossing into the African countries of Somalia and Kenya. We finally reached our destination of Tinga Tanzania, around 2 in the afternoon. Landing near the same spot we had before when we were traveling with Warble and Mary McGorko, Albert and I and the rest were completely shocked to see the Rodnap part there. Where had it come from? We had assumed that it was still back in walk, Wisconsin, in the 21st century, and would probably never again budge from its resting spot there. Who brought it here? Certainly not Warble, as he was banned from flying it. Was Mary here by herself? Had the McGorkles sold it? Had they lent it to somebody else, or what was up? The one possibility we didn't even consider was that Warble himself had turned over a new leaf and improved to the point where the big red M had disappeared from his forehead, and the facial recognition software in the Arodnap allowed him to fly it again. As we were puzzling over this conundrum, who hove into sight but the McGorkles? They had seen the Zephyr land and had now come over to renew acquaintances. I must say that we were all at least a little leery of meeting up with Warble again. We still couldn't get it through our heads that Warble could have changed that much, enough so that he could be allowed out of his cage. Our attitudes toward him ranged from cautiously optimistic to furrowed brow wary. Mary was another matter. She was always sweet to all of us. We could never understand how such a couple ever got together. But, as they say, opposites attract. Perhaps more apropos, was the old saw. There's no accounting for taste. Stripes, Albert, and I stepped forward to form the vanguard in case any funny business was afoot. Thumper had already gone off to see her brother, having made a beeline for her old watering hole right after we touched down and after she had been inflated back to her natural size. Welcome back, friends, Orble sang out as he approached, extending his hand to Albert and smiling to beat the band. I see you've fashioned a new time and space vehicle for yourself. Yes, welcome back, all added Mary, who was walking hand in hand with Warble. We stared back at them confused. How had this constantly quarreling couple transformed itself into a couple of giddy lovebirds? More confusingly, how had Warble changed to that extent, if this was not some kind of ruse on his part? From a most disagreeable martinet to a hail-fellow-well-met sort. Instead of pressing the issue, none of us had made any reciprocal displays of being happy to see him. Warble let his hand drop to his side, seemingly unembarrassed and not taking offense at our hesitancy to acknowledge him as a friend or even as a worthy acquaintance. Albert told Warble about how he had designed and built the Xenia Zephyr by reverse-engineering the Aradnav. After all, as the builder and maintainer of the prototype that the McGorgles had, Albert knew exactly how it was constructed as well as its manner of operation. Warble and Mary then took a better look at our group. Albert, Stripes, with Marmalade by his side, naturally, and I had blocked the view of Draco, Rinky, and Rovette behind us, but now they too stepped to the fore. Well, who do we have here? Mary asked, indicating Rinky, the duck platypus, and my dog friend Rovette. She already knew Draco and had recognized her. I was too proud to keep cool. I blurted out, Mary, let me introduce you to Rovette, the light of my life, my boon companion, the most beautiful creature on this planet, or any other, and, I hope, the future mother of my pups, Rovette. My lady-love then took another step forward, somewhat bashfully. She wasn't shy by nature, but my last comment had made her blush. Fortunately, nobody else had noticed any change in her appearance, as her fur had covered it up. I knew where to look, though. The tip of her nose and the inside of her ears had brightened in color. I felt a little bad for embarrassing Robette, but I was glad that she had not objected to my alluding to the gold we might be blessed with in the future. In due time, she would probably have quadruplets, or maybe even more. Mary and Warble both commented on how lovely Robette's coat was, which brought the color back to her nose and ears just as it had begun to fade. Mary petted her, and then me too. Robette enjoyed it. I tolerated it. I allowed even Warble to do this, although previously I would have moved away and avoided any skin to fur contact with him. But I did sense a real change in him. By sense of change, I mean that literally. He looked different. His tone of voice was different. He even smelled different. I could hardly believe it. Warble changing from the totally selfish and self-aggrandizing person that he had been to this person would have seemed even more far-fetched than traveling millions of years back in time and seeing Terry and the other dinosaurs. But both had happened. It is true. Wonders never cease. To make a long story less long, the McGorkles were then introduced to Draco's new companions, Rinky and Terry. Both of them were wonderful in Warble and Mary's eyes, that is to say, the McGorkles wondered at their unusual equipage, as Warble put it. Sensing that the McGorkles didn't know what to make of him, Rinky stuck up for himself by letting all of us know that a certain Mr. Mark Twain, had famous animal lover and anti-vivisectionist, called my kind the opulently endowed E. Pluribus Unum of the animal world. The McGorkles nodded upon receiving that intelligence, thus showing that they had heard what Brinky said, but otherwise remained noncommittal about whether they agreed with Twain's view or not. Nevertheless, they warmly greeted the one from many conglomeration, we have an elephant with us, too, I told Warble and Mary, who were both wearing doolittles now. She has already gone down to the watering hole to see her brother. She missed him terrible, terribly when she was away. As I was saying this, who of all people but Ward Robespierre walked up and joined the group? He, too, had changed, not as drastically as Warble had, but that was because he hadn't needed to change as much. Ward had needed to change some, but not nearly as much as Warble, who had been an unholy terror. Ward had not been my favorite person by any means, but he had been much preferable to Warble. Now both Warble and Ward were just as nice, well, almost as nice anyway, as Mary was. We animals were getting a little antsy to join Tub Thumper at the watering hole and catch up with Chumbawamba, Rory, and Yuck Yuck and introduce Rovette, Rinky, and Terry to all of the regulars down there. I was especially looking forward to introducing Rovette, as I was tremendously proud of her. Still, we waited around long enough to hear part of the discussion the humans were having. We were about to take our leave when Albert said, Warble, now that you have molted, so to speak, I think a name change is in order. Why, what's wrong with Warble? the bearer of the name replied. No, not your name, the name of your time and space vehicle. A rod nap doesn't seem to fit it anymore. Oh, I see what you mean. I guess you're right. How about the Warble Mobile, Ward suggested. Or the Warble Wagon, Mary joked. Warble, still being Warble after all, didn't realize that Ward and Mary were teasing him and responded as if they were seriously suggesting those names. No, no, nothing with my name on it, he said modestly. Rosinante, Albert suggested. I've got it, Mary said. Fast forward and back. All instantly knew, without any further discussion needed, that fast forward and back was the perfect name for the craft. And so Albert began working right away on the name change, blotting out the old name painted on the side of the craft using the same solution Mary had applied to gradually lighten the big red M that had been painted on Warble's forehead during its period of house arrest. We animals now left, I no longer feeling it necessary to tell Albert where I was off to. I didn't want Rovette to think that Albert owned me or anything like that. Well, we do own each other in a sense. He is my friend, and I am his friend. But you know what I mean. As I found out later, though, once the new name, Fast Forward and Back, had been painted on the erstwhile Aradnap, the four former fellow adventurers, and now friends... Albert, Ward, Mary, and Warble walked to the village to enjoy the rest of the afternoon and evening together.